I've been to a lot of uh, airports in my life, much like many of yourselves. I've been for work and, and leisure, and, and every time I go through airport security, I get a little bit, I'll get a little bit nervous. I don't know about you. Um, my passport name is distinctly Christian. In fact, it is Christian. Uh, it's not Christopher or Christoph. Um, but in the past, if, you, if you've known me for, for a while, I've, I've, I've grown a beard and I've looked uh, distinctly um, ethnic more than usual. And, and my, my, in my nervousness, I would, I would still walk through airport security and, you know, sweaty palms, you know, arms are heavy, knees weak, mom's spaghetti, and, and then... Um, and, and fingers crossed, even though I'm not hiding anything, there's, there's nothing to hide. And I would still walk through and it'll beep. And, and then they'll be like, hey, you know, so take off your hat, all right? And, and I do, and I take off my hat. And then, um, and then I go through and it beeps, and it's like, oh, um, and he, they ask, uh, do you have any jewelry? And I was like, oh, yeah, take off my rings, chains. And I'm, I'm doing, <laughs> and my phone was still in my pocket, and they're like, uh, just basic stuff. Um, and then, uh, but then nowadays I'm a pro. Uh, I go through, but I'm still a nervous pro. I mean, um, I go through airport security and I'm doing the Macarena. Like uh, in the line, I'm like, like just taking stuff off ready and uh, just getting ready and, uh, and I'm practically naked by the time I get to the trays and, and uh, my stuff is in 10 spots at once. Um, but there are just things, some things that I realize um, that I need to leave behind before I get to the other side. Tonight, I want to talk about the new and um, I want to say that you can't get from the old to the new if you don't understand what doesn't travel. Do you know what I mean? Um, say to someone cool, the new is waiting for you. <laughs> Wasn't that hard? Uh, <laughs> some of us, I think we're confusing this thing called tomorrow with the new. Because you may be stepping into tomorrow, but you're still taking same old from yesterday, you know how you ask, hey man, what's new? And you go, same old, same old. Um, and wouldn't it, wouldn't it be really sad if we, if we lived every single tomorrow that we get for the rest of our life and never actually step into anything new? Because you keep taking the old into tomorrow when you should be taking the new. And some of us will never actually step into the future because we're still living in the past. And my hope for us today, as, as we have a few moments like this together, is that we put an end to that. Let's put down, let's take off the things that keep us from stepping into the new. Let's put down the things that keep us from stepping into tomorrow. Let's put down the things that keep us from stepping into 2020, especially at the, at the brink of, of this decade. Come on. Tonight, we're going to step from the old to the new, from the past into the future. Friends, are you ready to go there with me? Yeah. yeah. First slide is found in Isaiah 43. That's the passage tonight. I'm just going to read four verses. This is what the Lord says. Is it behind me? Yes. Colors. This is what the Lord says. Who makes a way through the sea, a path through mighty waters, who brings out chariots and horsemen, armies and warriors. At the same time, they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a candle. And this is what the Lord says. Don't remember the former things. Don't dwell on things past. Watch. I'm about to carry out something new. And now it's springing up. Don't you recognize it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and paths in the desert. 
Here, God is actually speaking to his people, letting them know the new is waiting for you, but you keep living in the old because you stop believing in the new. And in this book of Isaiah, God is saying, see, I'm doing a new thing. God is all about new things. Um, in, this, in this passage called Lamentations, um, chapter 3, it says, God's mercies are new every morning. In the, in the CNAF International Version, the CIV, it says, no matter how much you mess up today, new mercies for tomorrow's. <laughs> in Ezekiel 36, God says to his people, I'm going to make you a new covenant. It's going to be better than the old one. And out of that new covenant, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to replace that heart of stone with a heart that is sensitive to me, a heart of flesh. And not only that, I'm going to give you a new spirit and I'm going to give you a new mind. <laughs> and, um, and Maddie and, and future songwriters of OC, whip out your instruments because I'm going to give you a new song. In fact, I'm going to make you a new creation. In Corinthians, it says, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. And then God says, because you're new, I'm going to create a new environment, a new heaven and a new earth. And I can understand for a new earth, because just look at the devastation all around our coastline. We don't need to go far this week. Just go to Rockingham, Atwell Success is on fire. But a new heaven, have you heard of that? Have you heard of a new heaven? Have you pondered on it? Because heaven seems to me like it's in perfect condition. But... um. But that just goes to show you a little bit more about who God is, that he just loves making new things, not because the old needs an upgrade, but he just loves making new things. He loves making things that were awesome and he's, and he's just going to take it up another notch of awesomeness that we can't even comprehend. So really, God's ready right now to take what you think is good enough and God's saying, nah, that was good enough for yesterday, but I'm doing a new thing. It's time to do something new. This is what the Lord says, who makes a way through the sea, a path through mighty waters, who brings out chariots, horsemen, armies and warriors at the same time. What is God talking about? God's actually talking about um, this time when Israel was in bondage to Egypt. And um, Pastor Ahmed said that a few weeks back and he described that so beautifully. Uh, But in this time, in this book of Isaiah, Egypt has been gone for generations. And in fact, the Israelites were now in bondage to the Babylonians. And God is saying, remember when I did this, Egypt's now gone. And and in fact, I want to clarify that reality. I want you to remember correctly what happened. He who makes a way through the sea, that was me, God was saying, a a path through mighty waters. Do you remember when you were were slaves to Egypt and you cried out to God? And and, and I heard you. And you remember when when you said you needed me and and I sent Moses? Moses faced Pharaoh and, and Moses didn't want to set you free. Um, but, but then I sent 10 plagues. In fact, um, I made you put blood on, on your doorposts so that every year we created this Passover so that every year you would remember how I set you free, how I gave you life. I want you to remember, remember, the Israelites were a people of memory. They were, they were just remembering a lot and God invited them to remember. Do you remember when I took you to the edge of the ocean and, and Pharaoh got mad and he brought chariots and horsemen to destroy you, and you were terrified. And I told Moses to stand in front of the water, um, raise his staff, and the waters parted. You went through, and Egypt came, and they were extinguished, snuffed out like a candle. 
Everybody say remember. Whenever I remember stuff, or I don't know, when, when I think about this, a lot of painful memories sometimes pop up just out of nowhere. It'll just, uh, it'll just come up, it'll surface. And I think it's, and I observe that, that our souls are just, we attach ourselves to negative and painful memories so easily. Um, and usually when these things just pop up out of nowhere, like a bad decision or something really embarrassing, you know, I was disappointed or I disappointed someone, like I would get so angry or, or really hurt by it and, and I would actually punch myself. Um, I would actually hurt myself. And I realised that if, if I'm fighting my past, and if, if I keep fighting my past, I won't have any energy to create my future. And some of us, there are new battles that you need to fight right now, new challenges for 2020. And you keep losing them because you keep facing backwards and not forwards. And you need to step into this moment tonight where you say, God, I'm going to leave the past in the past. I'm not going to step into tomorrow carrying yesterday with me. God, I want tomorrow to be the product of the new. Verse 18, he says, don't remember the former things. Don't dwell on things past. It goes on in verse 19. Watch, I'm about to carry out something new. So speaking of former things that I don't want to remember, I try not to. Let me go on the record to say that I was a straight D student in high school. I got to see if I was lucky. I did the, uh, you know, I didn't try, I didn't apply myself. And, um, you know, I did the double, it was called TE back then. It wasn't called Avatar or whatever it is today. I did the double maths, double science, you know, backdoor entry into uni, did an advanced diploma at TAFE. Somewhere along the line, I put my Glynis Maximus into gear and, and went for it. But then in my, in my earlier years as a kid, I wasn't a high achiever either. Um, yesterday, before I went to the Oikos picnic, um, uh, I called mum. I was like, hey, mum, I'm speaking tomorrow. Um, would you just, you know, just pull out all my awards, all my, all my trophies, um, just lay, lay them out because I want to use that as an example. And she goes, okay, cool, let me have a look. Stay on the phone. Um, I can find your brother's. <laughs> They're right here, <laughs> and um, I'll just look harder. Um, and, and going, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll call you when I when I find it. She never called back, and um, and I came I came home from from the picnic, and I had to look for myself. And I went to to my garage, uh, opened up all the boxes, and and I pulled, and I was like, oh, cool. I was reminiscing. Um, this next slide is a little bit of of my throwback, so you can put that on. Daniel, um, you know how some people are doing those, you know, 10-year challenge? This is, no, that was a joke. Um, you could see me up there, you know, doing um, the 2014 boot scooting uh, championships. Um, look at us there, having a great time. Everyone's having a good time. Look at her. Look at her. Her right hand is like, Ugh. <laughs> and I love I like the teeth. Oh my gosh, I can't look at that and like not smile. Sorry for those tuning in the podcast. You just got to be here. Um, but I was looking for medals and in my garage, and, and I couldn't find anything. Um, but these photos were pretty fun. There's like an Asian guy in the back with a mullet. That's awesome. But I found this. I found this this citizenship award. And this is, um, it was, it's awarded to Christian Matthew, there you go, it's not Christoph or Chris, Christopher Matthews. 
and school, Chewett Hill Primary. Chewett Hill, make some noise. Yeah, yeah, Billy, our drummer today, and Darren, we went to the same primary school. Fun fact. Chewett Hill Primary, a citizenship award. Christian Nafi for his willingness to participate in activities and projects. I remember going up there and receiving this award from the mayor at the time, Tony Valonga, and I was like, sweet. Um, and then I told you about my high school, and I thought I was going to be a participation certificate human being all my life. Um, I didn't achieve much, no highlights, but at least Chris was there. But the thing is, some of you don't have my story. Some of you are high achievers. You've gotten so many awards. You've got an awesome past with a lot of success. But don't let the pinnacle, don't let the peak, rather, of those past successes and the awesome things that God has done be the pinnacle of your life. In fact, let that be the baseline of your life. Because if God can work like that in your past, what in the world is God going to do with your future? And some of you, you've had past success and maybe you're kind of the participation only kind of guy now, but some of you are living today for participation certificates, believing, all right, that's it. You know, there's no more great victories, no more highlights, successes, nothing ahead of you now. Don't remember the former things, don't dwell on things past. Watch, I'm going to carry out something new. God is doing something new and it's this simple tonight, friends. If you're not doing a new thing, you're not doing what God is doing. And I think some of us are expecting God to do something new in our lives, but we're not changing anything in our lives. And friends, let me ask you this. What are you celebrating right now? What are the types of trophies and medals on display for the world to see that is proof of God's presence in your life? Let me ask you that one more time. What is on display right now in your life that is proof of God's presence? I remember hanging out maybe six to eight years ago in the city, Gersh, maybe Andre was there, we had Oikos on a Saturday. And right across from that Macca's on the corner there, at, at the town hall, there there was, there was some booths, a couple of groups of people, and, um, and it smelled like Christianity from far away. I was like, oh, <laughs> not that there's a bad odor or anything, it's just like, you could just tell there's something going on, something Christian-y going on. And so we, 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 we went up to it, to it and um, it was an older crowd, and the, the, this old lady comes, comes to us, and they, she learned that we were Christian. Uh, we still are. Um, <laughs> she learned that we were Christian, and she begin, I remember, she starts to ask us the how. How did you invite Christ into your life? How long ago was that? When did you give your life to Jesus? And, and kind, of like, kind of caught off guard. Some of us started sharing our story, and it kind of was—it was my turn. And then, and then I started sharing my story, and um, I remember going, "Okay, hey, I grew up in in my parents' faith. Um, kind of got Jesus handed to me on a silver platter, and it's like, you go, Chris." And at the age of fifteen or sixteen, I remember going, "All right, God, I'm, I'm making my my faith my own," and um, and I and I decided to follow Jesus, and but. I remember her asking and really feeling like that was a way for someone to discern or determine how you know, authentic your life is. Like, are you, are you a real follower of Jesus? <laughs> you know, are you a spiritually mature person? And that, 
And, and I remember that. And, and friends, I'm standing here before you today and I actually don't care when you gave your life to Jesus. I don't care how you gave your life to Jesus. I don't even care whether or not you remember giving your life to Jesus. I want to know if you're giving your life to Jesus right now. Because if, if you're holding on to the, I remember I was eight and, and I gave my life to Jesus, but you haven't been giving your life to Jesus since, you need to revisit that because that's just a participation trophy. Next slide, watch. I'm about to carry out something new and now it's springing up. And this is a terrifying question God is asking. Don't you recognize it? God is saying, I'm doing the new. And I'm doing the new all around you. But you, you may not be seeing the new because you're so focused on the old. And if you're going to step into the new, you've got to stop fighting your past. And tonight we're saying, God, whatever you've done and said in the past, I'm ready for the new that you have for me. God's saying, and now it's springing up. Don't you recognize it? He's saying, you need to stop looking for the future in the past. I'm ready for the new that you have for me. Start looking for the future in the new. I may not know you, especially there's a lot of new friends here tonight. I don't know you or the specifics in your life, but I do know that God is doing something new in your life. He's doing something new all around you, and he's been trying to get your attention so that you can see the new. But you may not recognize it because you may be here. You may be, you may be angry. You may be bitter or you may be cynical about something. You may be angry at God or, or at people or at the world. Um, but if, if, if that's who you are, all you're going to see, all you're going to recognize is anger. If you're, if, you're, if you're bringing bitterness, all you're going to recognize is bitterness. If you're bringing despair, all you're going to recognize is despair. If you're bringing betrayal, all you're going to recognize is betrayal. And now it's springing up and you recognize it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and paths in the desert. In other translations, it says streams or rivers in the desert. So what's that language about? Because before, God took water and he dried it up. And the Israelites walked through. This time they're in the desert and he's going to bring water out of the desert. See, they kept waiting for God to do the same thing the same way. Isn't it strange that we think that God is predictable? That's the way he did it. In fact, some of us read the Bible and we go, that's the way God's supposed to do it. And I think that's how religions are made. We read the book of Acts and we see God do really awesome and creative things in the, in the early church and we go, see, look what God did there. He should do that now. And some of us are even going, let's fake it. Right? I like that you laughed at that. Because we don't believe that God's creative enough to do it a new way. God's saying, I parted the water because that's what you needed at that time. Now I'm making streams in the wasteland because that's what you need now. So you need to pay attention. I am not predictable. I am God. And I love that. You can't predict God. He's not going to do it the same way. He's not going to do it you know, a way in, in his life. He's not going to do it the same way in his or her life because it's going to move uniquely in each person's life, because everyone's in a different place, everyone's in a different time, everyone's in a different story. Aren't you glad that God doesn't replicate the same response 
for every human being. God's going to uniquely craft your future for you. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a new future? Who doesn't want a new dream, a new life, a new chance? The problem is we want everything to be new except for you. We want everything new except for us. We go, God, give me a new life. And God says, yeah, I'll do it. Believe me, I'll do it. God, give me a new dream. I'm telling you he's going to do it. God, I'm tired of my, of my past. Give me a new future. He's going to do it. But there's one condition. Here's the thing. God can't move you from your old life into the new life. He can't give you new dreams. He can't give you a new life, a new future, until you are new too. Because the new that God has for you, you can only step into when you're willing to let God make you new too. We're in the second week of January. Have you ever tried to change and you go, new year, new me, and uh, you know, this is it. I'm never going to be that me again. You ever done that? This is it. You know, I'm never going to lose my temper. I'm never going to be unfaithful again. I'm never going to be late to work again. I'm never going to be late to church again. <laughs> and it lasts six days, right? <laughs> or it lasts a few weeks and you keep cycling back to the old you. You keep trying to create a new relationship, but with the old you, you try and create a new dream with the old you, a new career with the old you. And Jesus says you can't put new wine into old wine skin because when the new wine grows, it, it explodes and it destroys the old wine skin. And some of you are trying to do just that, putting new wine into old wine skin. And Jesus is going, hey, I'm making all things new. And so if you want to be new, so if, if you want the new, then get ready to become the new. Can I invite Dimas up? And he's just, all he's going to do is just make me sound more spiritual than I usually am. <laughs> Thanks, man. I started off by saying, if you remember, I think some of us are fooling ourselves. If we, if we step into tomorrow, that means we're stepping into the new. Because we could still be carrying the old into tomorrow. And I think some of us are trapped in time. And tomorrow is just going to be yesterday again. Same old Groundhog Day. It's an old movie reference. Tomorrow is going to be your past, just relived one more time. And so I think some of you right now may be desperate to be free from your past. and You're desperate to, to run into the future. Some of you are desperate to be free from the old and you're ready to become the new. Can I just have everyone just bow their heads for a moment and close your eyes? And we do that so that, you know, you just get some privacy. And because this moment's about you, it's not about me, it's not about anyone else. I want you to take the most important step in your life. I want you to step out of your past and step into the future, out of the old and into the new. Take who you are right now and say goodbye to that person because that person is going to die right now and the new you is going to be born. So right now, if you're ready to step over that line of faith and you're ready to receive the new that only Jesus can give you. See, Jesus, He, he died on the cross. He paid the price for our sin 
so, so that you would not be trapped in the past, but can step into a future and a hope. And if you're here and you're ready to receive that new life, I want you to pray a simple prayer with me right now. Very simple prayer. And that prayer is, Jesus, I give you my life. That's it. That's the whole prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. It's not everything that you and God need to, need to talk about because that conversation is just going to last forever. But right now, I want you to say that prayer. And it's going to move you from the old to the new, from your past to your future. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Just whisper that out now. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Just whisper that out now. I'll just give you a few moments. There are many of you just then, in this moment, you crossed from death to life, from darkness to light, from despair into hope. You just stepped into the new. So if you just pray that prayer, Jesus, I give you my life. I want to pray for you, but I need you to make a decisive, very clear declaration that you just crossed that line of faith. So what I want to do right now, if you pray, Jesus, I give you my life, I want, I want you to hold your hand up just so that I can see it. There's no one else in the room watching. It's just me and you. Jesus, I give you beautiful just all around the room. Jesus, I give you my life. Not a halfway up. Come on, all the way up. Touch heaven right now because heaven just touched you. Jesus, I give you my life. Father, I pray for my friends that in this moment they've crossed the line of faith. They've stepped out of the old and into the new. They've left the past in the past and they're stepping into your future. I pray that right now they would have an overwhelming sense of your presence, that they would know that they belong to you and that you would never leave them or abandon them. I pray that this moment will be so defining in their life that they would know that the new began here in this place at this time. And God, you tell us that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is past. Behold, all things are become new. All things are become new. All things are new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I just have the rest of the band up? And we're going to respond with, with a bridge of, of rain, rain again. And, and feel our host is going to come after afterwards and just close our gathering tonight but one more thing and, and it, it just doesn't it doesn't stop here wouldn't it be amazing if there was some sort of portal where you could physically see that you go from the old to the new where you could see yourself you know what that's called that's called baptism <laughs> and last December I saw a whole bunch of you Luke Lucien um, Jace Grant Jordan Rachel, I saw a bunch of you and you stepped to that water grave and, and you're saying, this is the old me. This is me with my past, my old. This is what haunts me. And this is me before the new me. And you step into that water and they send you under. It was Kaz, Limmy, Dex and, and feel not for too long. And then that's you saying, my old self is dead. And when you come out of the water, you're saying... This is the new me. The new you is stepping into your new life. 
new future, new dreams, the new you. And that's why baptism is this awesome symbol and imagery of stepping from the old to the new. You're allowing your old self to die so that the new you can live. And some of you, many of you even, you have yet to make that public declaration. And we've just started this year. And I already know one person that wants to get baptised. And, and I'm sure there's, there's many of you. And if your heart is like just pounding against your chest right now or, or earlier, like that's, that's you. That's God's way of just speaking to you. And so what we're going to do this year, something new, is, is, this, is this thing called Next Step. And, um, and where's Gersh? Gersh, put your hand up. That's Gersh, everybody. Um, hey. <laughs> so Gersh is going to, we don't have a booth yet. But you've taken that first step of crossing the line of faith and you're asking yourself, what's the next step? And so you want to know more about faith and things like that, any questions about faith and and who Christ is and and all that, just foundational stuff. Or if you want to serve and stuff, talk to to Gersh. And if Gersh is busy, you can talk to Pastor Dex, Phil, myself or Frame. But we want to do that. We want to give you that space, that opportunity tonight to respond even, even more. And so can I encourage you to just speak to someone after this gathering? And, um, and so right now the band's going to come and, and they're going to they're lead us into, into rain, rain. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's do that. And then Phil's going to close.